welcome mates and matettes we're going down and down under we're so happy to have you man we're going to go going down this podcast adventure okay we're so we're so stoked to have you we're down here with crocodiles and alligators and kangos and foster's beer it's my favorite beer it's australian for beer i don't know if you know about it but i'm down here with my partner uh nigel Nigel Thornsberry, uh, he's coming out, come out to say hi. Uh, uh, Nigel, how you feeling tonight? Cranky, is that your Australian accent? That's not an Australian accent. This is an Australian accent. And dingoes and babies, they say mobile. You hit me on my mobile. I, I want you do a good Nigel Thornberry, and I want you to hear Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> the Nigels. Nigel's voice is not Australian. He's British, and he does a. He's my was my Australian Australian. <sighs> just a couple episodes later, you just abandoned the yes and, just abandon it. I think that I think that it was I think that it was um, special. It was like um, what was your Australian accent? <laughs> what is what do you mean by special? Like uh like a special person from Australia. Don't don't really, don't make Rody go away. I was really thinking about uh like what if Carson Daly Spring Break MTV Australia, like I was trying to channel that, but I just lost it. I lost it. I had plans and I lost it. You know, um, Australia was originally a British prison island. Yes, I do know. That. I feel like that's pretty common knowledge, right? Yeah. Ooh, British or. It was New Zealand and Australia. No, yeah, that's... Uh, you know how to tell the difference between an Australian and a New Zealander? Yes. Is it Australian-er? Uh, Aussie, I believe they're called. Okay, here you go. You know how to tell the difference between an Aussie and a New Zealander? Between Owl. an Aussie and a New Zealander? By, by You asked them to say the letter, the word six. Or the the number oh, six. Oh yes, sex and six. Yes, New Zealanders say sex, and Australianers, Aussies say six. If we got any people listening in Australia, um, what's good, man? Why y'all do the Aboriginals like that? It's Black History Month, ladies and gentle, ladies and gentle thems, and you know I stay with the Black History. Um, Australia was home to uh, over. How many Aboriginals? A whole bunch. The number of doesn't matter. The number doesn't matter. It was it was it was home to a lot of Aborigines people. Those are people indigenous to Australia before Britain turned it into a prison island, and um, it's not a lot of them left, and they've uh, had to integrate into the society, so on and so forth. So it's interesting. It's a blackie in in Australia. A blackie. It's like. After being in America, and oh, because the like, Aborigin, Aborigines people are still very much like dark skinned. Well, not not outside of that, they're very much like marginalized against. It's yeah, like, no, uh, but I'm saying like it's like a mix of uh, black people and Native Americans because what is blacky? I mean, because they're native there. Um, but no, I'm saying like I'm so used to the severity of American racism that. Being called blackie is like, it don't even hurt. It's like, it's like a step up. Like, I prefer being called blackie over the many creative ways they slur black people in America. I don't know if this is bad for Black History Month, but mm-hmm. I've always preferred the term colored. 
because it's not it's not one color. Mm. The problem with colors, it's a it's a it's a it's a wide range and variety of shapes and colors and sizes, which is the uh, you know. Yeah, but that's the problem is black that experience. The problem is that like colored, it puts whiteness in front of other things, right? It's like society's already done that and non-colored. I like hue man, right? Hue H U E man. Where is that from? That's the word. Human. No, I, not, I know. The, but where the trope is, is you can't be human without some hue. I know, but everything that we've said, I've heard referenced somewhere in life before. I've never heard hue man. So I'm asking you where that's from. Um, Like partly my own creativity and partly okay. some like. If you're starting off with it partly your own creativity, I'm guessing it's about 80% of it. I wouldn't say 80. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for hue man. I definitely heard that from some like activist or like speech i was like watching and then just kind of related it to my own you buffeted that one yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, like that's mine now yeah that's mine now right 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 i respect that i love that actually uh art inspires art i I love um and then the human part right because like but then i don't necessarily like it because that gives a connotation that if you lack you then you are less of a human and who is the dictator of you right is it you true is white a hue I thought white was the absence of hues. I did too, but there are different variations of whiteness. So, in those cases, that's hue, right? What is peach? What is, is there? what's tan? Peach? I guess those are brown variations. Oh, like right? Oh, I was about to say the thing. I was about to say. I was about to say some like white colonizer, like brain manipulation thing i was about to say the the fact that they call it flesh flesh tone flesh tones hey boom it's not it's not not mine not mine at all not mine band-aid not mine toothpaste what what i went to the dentist this week did you let's start this podcast over good we're not really starting it over, but I'm starting it right now because we are here on the Powerful Sons Podcast, episode 17. Feeling good and great and happy to be here, recording live from a basement in Louisville, Kentucky, where shit happens and shit slapping. I'm here with my brother Lance Newman. Lance, how are you feeling today? Lance Newman the second. To make sure, clarify, to make sure no one's out there looking for him. Lance Newman II, how are you feeling today? I feel like a bowl of nachos at a big monster truck rally. You understand? A little tired, a little stale, but refreshing nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? Don't you hate when you get to a, a nice charcuterie plate and everything's all picked over? Did you say a charcuterie plate? Charcuterie. Charcuterie is that? Are those the aliens that uh, invaded the the Marvel universe in that one time when Loki let them in? No, the those Chitari? are uh, the oh. Chitari. 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 Yes. And then Loki was like, "The Chitari are waiting. There's nothing you can do." It's like, damn, damn, bro, you went to go get the Chitari, and then they belong to Thanos, which is even wilder. Well, they, and those are the uh, the Krill people. Krill. Krill. Krill, crawl, krill, yes, krill. It's, it's Time out. So the Jatari were krill. I no, I thought they were like the like the little dragons. I thought they were like the horses of the krill people. No, nah, I krill, thought they read rode the krill people. Krill think that they're better than everybody. Those people, those those Jatari seem very high like level, savage. They're a high level um, 
I don't know. You can't be snarling. They was like beasts. They was like, <laughs> right while they was riding their Soldiers. little magic wands. Soldiers. Right. Soldiers are often um, sillier. But you went to the dentist. The Chitauri could have used the dentist. Honestly, they were uh, their teeth. Man, does Bruce Banner go to the dentist? I mean, does he need a dentist? But I feel like you can't, like you can't put the hawk to sleep, and you also can't poke him in the tooth or a cavity with a little metal pick. See, I think you're projecting things that would turn you into the Hulk. You'd be like, how does he do that? But I'm sure he has a different set of resolve since he like actively turns green um, whenever. Uh, Just real quick, that was by far the <laughs> dopest part of any Marvel movie when he said, what? "You want to know my secret?" He came back after being lost. He said, "You want to know my secret?" I'm always angry. And then he turned big and he killed a whole whale, a space whale. That was hey, that was tearing everything up. I clapped the first in the Avengers, movie theater. The first Avengers. <sighs> Joss Whedon. That was really good. That was good. Good job directing that one. Waited a long time for that. A lot of movies. All those things are on uh, Marvel now. I, WandaVision. They're, mm. they're connecting you some watch dots. That? I do. I'm, I'm probably a week behind. It's... It's over. I mean, it's, the seasons are out. So, have you watched? No, they come out every week, every Friday. Time out. So, there's episodes I haven't seen yet? How, how many episodes in are you? A new episode comes out every Friday. I feel like I watched the finale after the episode magic. What? It was like the magic show. And they found out like it was a, it was a person controlling. Dang, I'm, I need to catch up on the WandaVision. People was hating on the first episode. Yeah, well, how many episodes have you? Uh, how many episodes have you seen? I don't know. Maybe, maybe four. I thought I watched the season. No, it gets. I mean, it gets deep. Episode five, and I think, I think we're in episode seven right now. Episode, I think I have. I'm, I'm episode seven's pending for me. I think episode eight comes out. Obviously, the season's going to end soon. But uh, that guy who plays Vision was on a podcast recently, and he said that like the last episode of this whole series is going to like completely blow people's mind. That is the dream, man, to just like get on at Marvel. Mm. Like make me a recurring superhero at, at, at Marvel and I don't need a real acting career. Like I don't want to be in your dramas. I don't need to be like, you know. I heard working at uh, a brother from another, uh, this guy who comes on MSNBC, his name is Dr. Jason Johnson. He was talking about Clarence Thomas and how much of a like the deep seated Uncle Thomas Uncle <laughs> Uncle Tom foolery that Clarence Thomas exhibits as a as a black person mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that an anecdote that came out about him in the nineties was that he was a big fan of this specific superhero who was basically like an ever powerful alien brought to Earth and he came back as a slave. And like spent all these like spent his time as a slave and then became whatever afterwards. And he said uh, then he went on to the soliloquy about how the superheroes and the fictional people that we idolize say a lot about how we see the world and how we like, uh, you know, compartmentalize things. And he was saying like that, that character is a perfect example why Clarence Thomas actually thinks that if you are lucky enough to be born in America then all types, any type of um, oppression is worth being born an American. Like any type of, of, of downtrodden, uh, like systematic oppression 
as long as it's dealt with in America, then then you're blessed. I, I hope I hope that. Uh, I, think that, that I think that I think that's that's something. that's um, Smith. I'm over here trying to find out what a what what comic book this is. First of all, because it sounds like some DC shit. Um, second of all, <laughs> uh, you know Clarence Thomas. There's way more to that than okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I well, your point is made. Okay, your point that you were making. That's all. That's it. Yes. I, I went out the there. The point is made. I went out there and tried to make like his point. personal his personal things. Oh no, all the, uh, it's all it's all terrible. Uh, there needs to be there's a category of black excellence that we put. You know, Jay Z and Beyonce. Yes. And, um, there's other people, but for some reason, when we say black excellence, we automatically go to those two people. Because so they understand. say it a lot in songs. Right, 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 right. But there's obviously more people. And like, a lot more people. Be, Isn't it embarrassing that, like, when you get put on the spot of, like, the black people that inspire you, like, you can't think of the Michael Eric Dysons or the, like, Tennessee Ten- Coates. Like, you can't think of the of those people. You're like, LeBron James. <laughs> 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 Michael Jackson, yeah, yeah, for real. Though. No, for real. I mean, that's that's because that's the conditioning, right? We Man. we are we are shown these entertainment people and say, look, if they could do it, then you could do it too. I'm sorry, sir. I was not born six foot eight, okay. two hundred and forty. Yeah, I mean, you're pounds. right, but yes. But um, I want to say there needs to be two categories. It needs to be black excellence and black disgrace. You know what I mean? And Ooh, you have to like like the Candace be, Owens of the world. Come on. We got to make sure that people don't. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Owens. So throughout this podcast, um, in 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 uh, honor of Black History Month, yeah. I'll be throwing out different um, black people. We'll talk about whether we want to just quickly put them into disgrace, black disgrace or black excellence. Okay. Pal. Cool. I like that. All right. Cool. But we're going to talk about a little bit of black excellence. Oh, go ahead. No. I don't want to. I'm laughing at myself because I was going to step on your black excellence to to, to like introduce uh, a white news segment because because <laughs> <laughs> the number one trending topic right now is the definition of white news, and I just I don't know if you know about it, and I just can't wait to talk to you about it. But it it can wait. No, let's talk about it. I told you it's going to be reoccurring throughout okay. the whole podcast, um, Black History Month, and we. We need to juxtapose or juxtaposition black history with white realities. So this mm. is a great, this is a great. Somebody, again, uh, on Brother Steve. From Another, uh, check it out on Peacock. Uh, Tiffany Cross from MSNBC, The Cross Connection. Mm. She said that as uh, she's all down with Black History Month, but would love to see a white history month so we all can mm. recognize the amount of ca- carnage and death that we've all survived at the hands of the people from the Caucasus Mountains. I mean, but is that realistic, right? Like, are we going to t- dedicate a what whole month, month? What month would be White History Month? July. December. Why would you say the hottest month? Because it, cause it's a, a lot of murder happens in July. Because mm. it's hot outside, tensions are high. It's like, mm. it's like... It's like sin. It's like it, like July is the Vegas of months, in my opinion. It's like it just feels it feels like because it's hot. Yeah, like, I can feel like you. Hell. I can feel you. I, I say cold though, like their European home. Mm. You feel me? So like so December, what? just yeah. sad, depressing, 
and go ahead and put more of this depressing shit. And then at the end of the, you know, the fall, it's always the, like huge capitalism. Capitalism is another white construct that kind of just run a, a it's a band-aid. The it's world. a it's a I think I think capitalism and, and, and Christmas is a band-aid for how sad December really is. End of the month, you didn't reach your goals, mm-hmm. fat again, all that stuff. Waiting at three nineteen today. Uh but back to the the white report. You ready? Uh-huh. Lady Gaga. How much do you know about her? She has an Oreo out right now. Did she, not know that. Um, the more you did know. the Super Bowl, and she has always been an advocate for the queer. She has. She has. She took the mantle that uh, Britney Spears left behind. I couldn't tell you any of her songs, though. She's, I could sing some, but I don't want to do that. Some of the Wrecking Ball song? No, that was the other white one. No, uh, that was Hannah Montana. I mean, Katie, uh, what's in it? Miley Cyrus. I'm in the coin. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. Because it's coming. The Lady Gaga is coming in my head right now. Is it something weird? It's like. That literally sounds like five of her hits. Okay. I thought she was about to sing. Oh, Bad Romance. Yes, yes. White people love that song. Can you imagine, like, it's that's a scary song. Like, if you slow that down, that's a horror. That's the horror track that comes on when the ghost is in the room. Honestly, if you've seen any of her music videos, they are horror stories. I have for yeah POCs. Um, let me. But this is the okay. Okay, Lady Gaga. I say her name and just whiteness spills out of her mouth. Right. Okay. So complete this, whiteness. That's the white, yes. the white report. Okay, this is big. This is a huge deal. You ready? Mm. Ladies, Lady Gaga is offering half a million dollars for the rescue and the return of her bulldogs who were stolen from her dog walker, dog walker after he was shot four times in the chest for these bulldogs one dog got away and returned back to lady gaga the other two are gone and she's offering five hundred thousand dollars for their safe return what is your take <laughs> oh my. this happened in hollywood and it's just at the top of my mind and ever since I, when i saw the story i was like this is some white shit but why? And we, we need to, we ask ourselves, why is the white shit, right? And it's white shit because white people care about their pets more than they do humanity. Like, more mm. than they do human lives. And that's just, that's just a fact about it. I expect you to go that real. I, I, I have been, I've never seen a white woman fight harder for the rights of something than her pet at the veterinarian. Oh, I, I, I had a joke back when I was in L.A. about how, as much as I want to demonize white women, they got dogs to get into Disney World. You know what I mean? Like they they they've they fought hard oh so much God. that like dogs are allowed everywhere. So like maybe they can make it better for you know. Do you remember actual humans? You remember the Greyhound ride? Me and Brandon, just to catch y'all up, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Me and Brandon were put on the Greyhound by ourselves at very young ages, yes. and it was by far the most illegal thing. Um, any parent could do. But do you remember the lady? What did did she bring her dog? Was it her dog that she was trying to bring on the bus? It was a white lady. She was big, and I feel like it was. I a, do remember that. You remember that, right? I do. And she brought she. It was a big kerfuffle about it. A big kerfuffle. Yeah, that's no. Talk, she she was. I mean, it seemed. 
it seemed lesser than because of the fact that the guy sitting next to us had bought an entire Greyhound bus ticket seat for a pie he was traveling with. So that's another story. We're gonna listen here, y'all. Again, Greyhound stories. We, we might wrap this one up with a with a dope bro, Greyhound story, bro, bro, bro. Greyhounds are actually like, I got. We talk about it like flippantly, but like they're like dangerous hubs. Yeah, where like dangerous people are. Yep. Like, I was watching the the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix, and this motherfucker was just traveling via Greyhound in between places in California. Michelle. Sat next to somebody on the Greyhound from Chicago to Louisville, meeting me here when she was living in Chicago. I picked her up on the Megabus, uh, but she had to take a Greyhound to, to transfer somewhere. And somebody left their notebook. She Googled that person's name to return the notebook. Rape murderous on the run. Did, did you read the notebook? What did she do with the notebook? She still got it? She left it on the ground. She like, like threw it down. Damn. That was the person sitting next to her talking to her. Like the Greyhound, like I don't want to, I don't want to badmouth cheap travel, but it's, it's, it's it, cheap for a reason. Be, yeah, be safe. Try spirit. But continue. I mean, oh, oh, oh uh, I lady, mean, uh, fella, you know, uh, killers, go. killers got to find a ride too. But I'm saying, like, true. When I'm talking about the dog walker survived. Four shots in the chest. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, that's what I was going to come back to. If, okay. if if white women cared about humanity as much as they cared about their their pets, yes, then that five hundred thousand dollars would have been gone to homie mm. or home at. She may not have had it to even spend it because it was it was in it was in Texas on relief already. The or least she could have did was give homie a hundred thousand dollars for each bullet you took from my bulldogs. First of all, second of all. You can't even say it was a setup. Like, at first, you want to be like, oh, it was a but setup. And he's like, was, oh, you took four in the go, chest? I was going to go. That was some white shit as well. I was saying even the 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 theft in itself is some white shit because, obviously, like, whoever this person is, obsessed with Lady Gaga and, and the bad romance lady and knows the... the so you think that case in the house, you th- you case in the, the dog walker, like trying to trying to get. I'm saying you think that they stole the dogs because they. Oh, this is a ransom, Lady Gaga. Well, they're obsessed with it. I think this is a ransom thing. I mean, uh, ransoms don't happen because of you like. Like, if I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga, I'm not gonna steal her dogs and think that she's gonna like. But I'm, sign I'm a t-shirt. okay, okay, okay. You feel me? Okay, the crime. Of, I kept her bulldog. The crime of stealing a dog for ransom is some white shit. What is it? Stealing a dog for ransom. Is what? It's some white shit. Yeah, no, no. That's definitely some white that's shit. But saying, I don't but think I'm that's saying, the that's motivation. That's what I'm down. What do you mean that's not the motivation? That's not the motivation. What do you think she just wanted? What do you think they just... They just told some random bulldogs? Yeah. Um, well, they knew that they were worth more. So, on average, you can expect to pay between 1500 to $3,000 for a French bulldog. Why? It wasn't even a French... I think French are, are cheaper than English bulldogs. I mean, well, they said they said prices of Kyle top Rudolph. quality dogs, which I'm sure she has. Um, oh, no, range. she did. She had a French bulldog. So, so they can... So, sometimes the top quality of those dogs can range between $5,500 and $10,000. So, like, I don't think it's a ransom thing. Like, that's a that's a resale thing. Like, I'm going to steal your thing? iPod and... Or iPad. Oh, like a yeah, like like, like, like in high school when motherfuckers was still T I eighty three calculators and then reselling back to people. 
Um, I got sold a r- stolen CD player, and when confronted from the person it was stolen from, he got suspended um, to add insult to injury. Dang. Yeah. Who sold you that, Josh? No, no, no. I forget this talk, dude. I'm not talking about Jenkins. No, 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 no. It was, it, was it was a black dude, and he was uh, – he seemed like a crackhead, but he was way too young to be a crackhead. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But the way he sold so it he to me Western. and stuff. But he sold it, and um, the dude, uh, Richie, Richie Rankin, you remember him? I, yes. he was. It, it was like the, the epitome of Richie Rich. Richie Rankin. Oh, uh, no, he was, poor. he was poor. I know, but he was like, he was like the... He looked Richie like Richie Rich. Rich. Yeah, like he blind hair, like a, blue eyes, big like, head. Like Roger Clock's Ricky Richie Rich mixed. Yeah. Like speaking of Roger Clock's, the CD I bought was green, lime green, and that's how he knew it was his because mm. didn't nobody else have a lime green. And I didn't know it was stolen, but I already bought Your this CD much. Player so had a CD take already in it. No. You said the CD was lime green. The, I'm sorry, the CD player was lime uh, green. Oh, that's there. Yeah, that's a specialty item. You know where you got that? That's fucking crazy that I could yeah. say I bought. A stolen CD player. And now it's like, you want to buy this iPhone? Or you want to buy this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to, to have a CD player. And those was, what, 60 bucks? Like, 80 bucks? Yeah. This is, we got $500, $400 Bulldogs being stole. So, anyway, somebody no, I mean, probably stole it. I'm thinking somebody stole it and was on the, on the, they don't even know who they belong to. Go ahead. Two of Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs were stolen on Wednesday night after a gunman shot her dog walker in Hollywood, Los Angeles. A male suspect fired a semi-automatic handgun at the dog walker, named in a U.S. media report as Ryan Fisher, before making off with the dogs. The victim was transported to the hospital and is in unknown condition in L.A. police confirmed to the BBC. Lady Gaga has offered a reward for the return of her dogs, Koji and Gustav. Gustav, excuse me. The third dog, named Missy Asia, ran away and was later recovered by the police. Gaga, who, whose real name is Stephanie Germanato, is currently in Rome working on a new Ridley Scott film, Gucci. Damn. But, but that's that's Brandon. A- Brandon, I, I I think we have some actually we actually have some audio from the theft itself. Um, we're gonna go to that audio right now. Hey, give me them puppies, cuz. No, you can't have these puppies. Hey, give me these puppies before I shoot the shit out of you. No, I love these puppies. These are my children. You might as well ask to take my children. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, I'm shot. And that was Ryan being shot by uh, a blood, uh, a, a, a crip, obviously. Hey, man, how dedicated to your job do you have to be? I don't think there was a fight for it. I think there was ambushed. There's no way... There's no way nobody Ryan just gets shot though. There's no way Ryan. You don't. You. I mean, if it's an ambush, you're not trying to kill a person. Have for you heard some about dogs. LA? Yeah, but just to shoot random people. I've heard about LA and I know about the crime, but especially assaults for profit. Like, it's rare that. The intent is to murder somebody, right? The intent is to shoot them. There's warning shots, right? There's, you know, shot in the air, shot uh, in the leg, or shot one time. But four times, if you've ever squeezed the trigger, Brandon, by the second time, you're thinking about it's what semi, you're doing. It was a semi it's not man no, That don't mean nothing, man. That you means that four mean? shot was that one was one pull. You did that, that. Yes, it's semi-automatic. You pull one trigger. 
bunch of bullets fly out. Bang, 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 bang for them, for them, for them doggies. Um, very sad. Um, hope, hope, hope she's okay. Hope everything's well. I hope the uh, the dog walker Ryan makes a speedy recover. Um, but yeah, that was I, that was just I had. Can I had you to imagine what kind of voice. flex that is? This is the thing about decadence, capitalism, and whiteness. All right, it has money to hire dog walkers for overpriced animals. Dog walkers is not a crazy. I don't do it because Rody would bites my head off. But it's not that crazy of an expense. It's really not. I'm saying it's like getting your nails done. Uh, yeah, but it's a famous person. You're not a dog okay, walker, yeah, yeah. right? Like you're an exclusive dog walker, so that's probably right. their your lady guy guy's dog walker. That's a, that's, that's, a that's your only client. That's probably. a flex. Yeah, it's not only is it your only client. That's what you go around town bragging about. Like you, you know. I mean, it's definitely on their LinkedIn. Ooh, they getting big work after this. It don't even matter if Lady Gaga How? hired them back. I took full. Look at my job resume. When I say I treat your your pets like the president i mean it no nah. a matter of fact the name of my company is secret service spade and ryan ryan uh you spaniel that would have been a good one uh ryan is clearly not watching the six enough i i don't like if you got got for some bulldog if ladies got yeah no i don't i don't i don't trust i don't trust ryan uh, with the pooches, and I highly doubt if uh, Lady Gaga does anymore either. Well, tra- transitioning, I guess Lady Gaga and her pet troubles are feeling a little rough, rough. <laughs> okay, all right, going into some black excellence, all right? We're going to go into some black excellence. Oh, real quick, OJ, is that black excellence or black uh, disgrace? Mm, I would have to say black disgrace only because he said I'm not not only because because he said I'm not black if I'm I'm not black I'm OJ mm. and because he the black community really embraced him when he got off and I still and I feel like even with that he abused his power and was like you know God ended up getting him and that's why he ended up doing his time and getting you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, down. yeah yeah but yes I do think I do think I would I would say what's the two options black disgrace or black legacy or excellence. Oh, I I can't I honestly get me March first. I can't say Black Disgrace in March, uh, on on Black History Month. That's fine. I can't deem someone, and that's against this whole this whole thing. So I just say that every time. But if I had Shit. to in March, yes. Okay, he's a BD. I'll say I'll say I'll say BD. I'm going to say it right now. And well, there's a y'all legacy. Legacy matters, and I feel like his legacy will not be looked upon favorably. Um. Yeah, he was a football. They never won a Super Bowl time, with the Bills. I mean that part. Joking. His his forehead is Bills. Um. So a little black excellence. He is nasty. OJ Simpson's nasty. A little black. He, excellence. he did. He also probably killed Nicole. No, I don't think he did. I I like saying that. It's fun for me to say that, mm-hmm. which is very morbid. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, like when you do stuff like that, and this and as like uh, violent and kind of bloody the murders were, you would see that kind of re. He would try. It, he would be called for attempted murder again of another spouse. Like I don't think he's like that's that was some real murderous stuff. And there is no like snapping. I just went crazy one times. Like you kill two people, 
do it that much and then get off, you're going to be emboldened. I watch a lot of serial killer things. I know, right? but, but he you're does. going to be emboldened to kill okay, again. Okay, okay, how about this? In the serial killer murder stuff that you watch, mm. how much do they bring in character in general and just other instances of being weird? It's like it's like once you've killed somebody, people can judge you for being creepy in other ways as well, right? Like mm. O.J. Simpson is guilty of a lot of those instances of just being off and then i i mean all, there's often and there's homicidal i don't I think know, he's homicidal but i think there's a there's uh, i don't think he's homicidal hey uh maybe i don't know cte jealous cte I'm not, look now i'm about to be on the case uh right. trying to right no cte is a thing um if y'all know what cte is it's called who doesn't um, know what cte is plenty of people people listening to this right now don't right. i can i, I guarantee Educate you there's them. three people uh listening to this right now who like be let me know that they listen to it they don't know what cte is cte is a condition um that has just recently when i say just recently i mean like what like a decade ago that it just popped up on everybody's radar but it shows um it's concussive traumatic let me see what cte stands for but um brandon you can you could explain it a little bit better i'd rather not okay um you don't like it you're against chronic traumatic Encephalopia. I said that terribly. But it was a medical term, i.e. European term, i.e. You don't say my name right, I ain't got to say y'all names right. Chronic traumatic um, E word. Um, and it's where, like, uh, your brain is uh, put into a degenerate, degenerative state. Um, but it's found in, like, athletes, military, veterans, people who have a lot of head hits um brandon is strictly against this because it is killing his football he um said in 2000 in like 16 um there's a war on football and it sounded so trumpian to me i was like i never said that you did no that's a jason whitlock take remember i sent you something that whitlock wrote and you thought i wrote it uh, again, BB, you said this from your mouth. I, I pointed it out to you, and he was like, "Well, okay, it's, yeah, of course, it's not a war on football, but I feel you. You were feeling like people were attacking or coming at football, and not that it was unwarranted, but like it was too convenient. I don't know. I think we finally landed on my issue with it. Then is my issue with it now. I think we finally landed on the importance of mental health." as a whole when it comes to human bodies and the percentage of people who struggle for mental health that end up playing football get exacerbated by uh, their brains being shaken around. Yep. Yeah, like that that happens. But I think mm-hmm. the root of it isn't football. The root of it is that person was sick to begin with. Okay. So a lot of a lot of people who are struggling from CT that I know of were – struggling uh with their mental stability before prior to football being like prior to playing football interesting and got, had gone through some trauma that uh would 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 al- allude to uh strange behavior and whatnot so yeah i mean i do think like junior saying i mean there's a bunch of people me being in the football world yes there's people that i've known who have died recently uh, overdose um uh, because they're coping with 
the loss of football and um, yeah, I, I it, I'm not. I don't want to entertain it as a issue as much as I want to entertain mental health as an issue um, because yeah, CTE is um, CTE is a uh, result based injury in my like after like shaking of the head you know the concussions and percussions of explosions for military people and things like that like it that leads to that versus uh regular societal traumas and things that happen in people's life that lead to a mental state that is unhealthy that's wrong that's that one dude from the seahawks he probably got it the white dude that beat up his black uh, girlfriend, Chad almost Chad Wheeler, almost beat this woman up half to death, and yeah. like got done beating her up, sat down with a beer and was like, "Oh, you're still alive." Like saw her breathing, was like, "Oh, you're still alive." How crazy is that? Aaliyah Taylor. To imagine, um, you the know, story story is a little off, but I I don't I don't like that, that, and that's this is one of the reasons why I don't like using uh, bringing CTE up because. That person actually is uh, bipolar and hadn't been taking his medicine and had that psychotic break. And because he's a football player, everyone outside of the See, athletic sphere say, oh, he probably just has CTE. But why are you trying to separate the two? Why are you trying to separate CTE from football? If I'm if, not trying to separate CTE from football. Well, it you're is, saying it is he, had football pre, he had pre-existing mental health conditions, but those pre-existing mental health conditions existed while football was happening and they weren't recorded before, right? So, like, literally... Yeah, they were. I uh, mean, for him specifically, they were. Before he started playing football? <clears throat> I don't believe that. Oh, no. I was thinking before he was in the NFL. No, I'm saying you... Before this incident, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you're playing football from little league, right? Well, how old do you start playing Some football? People, you can't universalize that. Well, I can't universalize that. No. What are you talking about? People who have been playing football all their lives? There's a, there's a, high, percentage, there's a high percentage of NFL players that started playing football... In high school, so like, like when do you when do you start college. playing football though? I'm saying you can't universalize that. I'm there's, saying there's no there's no. Where did you want to go with CTA CTE conversation? Um, it was just a byproduct of the uh, it was a byproduct of the OJ Simpson um, conversation, oh. saying that you know CTE could be a OJ really didn't get hit. You say he really didn't get hit. No, I mean, right, 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 right. Well, no, again, that's why I'm bringing up the age in which people start. Because if you start playing football at a young age, say 10, and you're getting concussion-sized hits all the way up until you're 23, then at 23 you might have a breakdown. You know what I mean? You might snap and beat your girlfriend half to death. So that's what I'm saying, like. But I just think it's a lazy. It's not a, it's not a, it's not lazy. It's, to, it is to, a lazy narrative to, 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 to blame Playing football at an early age on you be, being a domestic abuser. What? How? A domestic violence. How, how is that so far fetched, Brandon? It's it's a it's a it's, it's not far fetched. Excuse me. It's not far fetched. It's just like a it's a oversimplification of a serious issue. And if you oversimplify 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 <laughs> a serious issue, then you uh, demean it, and you don't bring the level of seriousness and complexity that it it deserves i mean ct because you're just saying oh brown leather ball helmet shoulder pads field cleats bad no i'm saying history trauma background 
all these contexts that give give weight to it's an the easy actual answer. Thing. I'm saying it's an easy answer that is not the full truth. So it's it's if you want to if you want to use that as your truth to why Chad Wheeler is uh, almost killed his girlfriend because he's been playing football and getting concussion size hits since he was young. But like that's what I'm saying. Like you just don't know that. Like you don't know that. Like that's you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the universalization of the of this of CTE is why I don't like talking about it because it's not that it's not that simple. It's not that cut and dry. It's like easy. It's like why other. It's like people who don't play sports want to rationalize the brutality of people who play sports when they commit crimes, like athlete crimes. They're like you're trying to justify athlete crimes by the sport that the athletes play. And it's just lazy. The sport that the athletes play is barbarous and also heavily barbarous physical. Barbarous isn't a word. But I like Barbarous? It. Barbaric. You're barbaric. Um, it's a barbaric game, and, or, and it's, a, it's a sport that weighs on the physical body from jump. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm blaming every football. Every sport does. Not every sport. Every sport weighs on the physical body. Yes, every sport weighs on the physical body, but some less than others. Boom. Yeah, okay. And if we're going to talk about the level of severity and we're talking about the spectrum of, like, sports, football is up there with hockey and what else? Race car driving, I guess. Or rugby. Rugby. There you go. Like, those are the soccer. more intense. Uh, but, yeah, it, soccer's physical. I'm not saying it's not physical, but very much so less than fucking football. I would say, soccer's like. Soccer's in the top five of CT, uh, like. Very interesting. A soccer ball against the head, I wouldn't doubt it. Shit, feet no, against I mean, the head. I mean, it's uh, no, it's head against the ground. Like there's physical play in soccer and high speeds, and you're. We were right talking right. about the head specifically, though. I was thinking, like we're talking well, about CT big hits. Head comes CT comes from your ground, your head hitting the ground when you fall. Like that happens all the time. I in mean, soccer. I feel like your ground, your head hitting anything. Cause the CTE, but that's a, that's irrelevant. What I'm talking about is the context and the background of CTE, right? We talk about the development of abused children, the develop the the brain development of abused children, and how they grow up. Sometimes, right? Not all the time, but like we see a lot of the serial killers and the more homicidal, crazy folk, or not crazy, but people who are mentally ill. Um, had these traumatic backgrounds. Now, whether they're trying to make that correlation or whether they're trying to, like, that's a real correlation. You feel me? Like, that is, uh, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, there are physical traumas that we experience as children that manifest themselves in our adulthood. I am generalizing football and the young ages that people start playing football whatever those ages are and the amount of cte that may or may not enter their environment or their brains or affect their brains as they grow up into adulthood i understand you're doing that my problem is is i'm wondering why you're generalizing that like what what to what end are you making those generalizations like what like what's your end goal in making those generalizations about football Right, because it's not to abolish football, is it? Right, I enjoy football like the uh, next person. Um, to put a whole bunch of rules and restrictions, uh, some people say it makes the game 
uh, softer. No, I, I personally I know all that stuff. But I'm saying, like, I'm honestly, saying, you asking what's my aim? I'm saying those are the options that I'm not necessarily aiming to hit. Um, but I'm definitely aiming to hit a. Uh, you football niggas is crazy. Yeah, that's and that's why that's why I push against the CT concept because I am a person who's deciding to be an example of how that narrative is trash and lazy and it's 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 easy for you guys to be able to just like see what it is that football players do and then think that they don't know how to turn it off after they get off the field but that's just like some like stereotype bullshit like i have a really now you're generalizing no, I'm not. I'm I'm responding off of your generalization based on your experiences with folk in football and. Being I'm saying the football, narratives that like, come along with the narrative that you're pushing that CTE is a football disease. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like oh, we're big football. We know we're football. We don't tell us about our injuries in our sports. If you can't. And ain't played all injuries in our sports. And it's like the eggheads saying, okay, well, you guys are football players with head injuries, so maybe you shouldn't be uh, determining your I'm mental stability. I'm saying there's more eggheads with helmets on than you think. Right on. I could dig that. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Like, I could dig that. Like, yeah. I could dig that. I mean, I was, I, I, we were talking about earlier, I've, I've I've come to terms recently that as much as I think of myself as an artiste, I'm a very nerdy job of like editing videos mm-hmm. for for internet and, and editorializing news stories. And I got my master's in digital storytelling, which mm-hmm. like feels like fake, but it's like mm-hmm. it's exactly what I'm doing. And it's, it's you imagine uh, saying that in like the '60s or '70s, like, "Hey, Dad, what are you going, son? What are you going to school for? I'm gonna be a digital storyteller." Get the, f- Get the fuck out. What do you mean? You're going to the military. Like right? we, you're going, you're going, you're gonna, going to the army. You're going to make up narratives for video games? No, that's too deep even. Um, that is too deep. They wouldn't even be that concerned. <laughs> They'd be like digital. Digital story. You better go dig that dish that we've been digging made to do for the past. Um, black excellence or black disgrace? Bill Cosby. Wow. Because of the amount of black women and people and women of color that he allegedly abused, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw him in the black disgrace category. But um, I'm putting him in the black excellence. Um, no, with an asterisk though. Mm. He has an asterisk by his name. Mm. What's the asterisk read? What's the what's the key? The, the when key. You read to the bottom. You go to the bottom, and it says this person um, at the end of his career was marred by scandal due to several women coming out saying that he date raped them in the seventies, in sixties. So okay. people just know. How many asterisks do you uh, you giving out? Like uh, per one, you only get one. Like for yeah, I don't want to. You can, you can of, only have one. I just don't want to see at the end of this uh, experiment. I don't want to see a bunch of people in the black excellence category and a bunch of asterisks. Yeah, I don't no, see it won't be that many. It won't be that many. But, Bill, but, Bill, Bill gets that gets the asterisks because like the front part of his career 
I mean, I mean, not seventy five percent of his career. But you're seventy five percent the time period. Well, seventy five percent is excellence. Twenty five percent is disgrace, and you know, is is more is is more on the excellence way weighing scale in my in my brain. Now, like R. Kelly, he don't his his disgrace far outweighs his excellence. You know what I mean? He yes. ain't give us he ain't give us like roots. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't give us he didn't give us these things yeah, like I, I don't I don't I don't know. I I feel you. I just I it's not even that I don't want to be wrong about liking deciding to like Bill Cosby or not. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh I choose to believe women and because of that I have to say that Bill Cosby is one of those guys who just isn't who he says he is in in public. Is 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 be is he as he is behind the door with some Spanish fly? But speaking of asterisks, speaking of asterisks, asterisks, yes, and white devils, Woody Allen. I was literally about to go. I was literally going to make that transition. And Allen Allen V. Farrell is HBO's new go-to series every episode new episodes every sunday but we don't really know how many times they do this like with the tiger documentary they'd had oh tiger talking about black excellence mm. tiger R. Woods, P. right yes tiger last episode got him. I, was, I was thinking i was like oh my god like we talked about Tiger Woods last episode of the podcast. We did. He's uh, injured. He got in a car crash. That's got crazy. Car we got to start naming accident. people. I don't know. It might be a prodigal son's curse. We need to see. We need to see what other celebrities. Did we talk about Serena Williams? She lost. We did talk about Serena. We. I no. But I mentioned that Naomi was playing her. So it was. I mean, Naomi is. Just yeah, like yeah. We didn't say quite that. The Man, Tiger Woods really broke some shit. They was talking about having charges and stuff. They say he wasn't intoxicated during the drive, but he like rolled his car over and everything. Oh, it was like, bad. It was very, very broke bad. things. It's like shattered knee, uh, fractured ankle. Um, bro, that is some government stuff. That is that is some that is some what white envy. Phil Nicholson and He's his homies even, was like, "We oh gonna break bruh's knees." He wasn't even gonna play. No in the more next jackets Masters. for 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 Tiger. His son better watch out. I see he's good, Charlie. Um, but yes, pairs up the Tiger Woods. But we were saying, I was saying something. Um, the that. documentary about Woody Allen, right? Yes. Because y'all talking about Bill Cosby. Y'all want to talk about uh, 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 Michael Jackson? True. All right, we cool. We can talk about these people. Oh, but y'all I think ain't that going. is it for the Jewish? For some Jewish male comedian writers in the industry, they probably look at Woody Allen the way that a lot of black men still look at Bill Cosby. Most deaf, to quote most deaf, you can laugh and criticize Michael Jackson if you want to. Woody Allen molested and married his stepdaughter. Same press kicking dirt on Michael's name show Woody and Soon Yi at the playoff game. Hold a hand. Now sit back and just think about that. Would he get this type of dap if his name was Woody Black? OJ Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to keep going. No, because then you just start. Yeah. OJ was next. Was most deaf talking about OJ after the shit don't work out. OJ found guilty, uh, found innocent by jury of his peers, and they've been fucking with that nigga for the last five years. Shit. If it's fair, is it equal? Is it just? Is it right? Do you do the same shit when the defender face is white? The white boy's doing it well is success. When I start doing it well is suspect. suspect. Don't hate me. My folks is poor. I just got money. America's five centuries deep in cotton money. But I'm going to go ahead. 
That's most definitely, boy. That's but yeah, word. but no, like straight up with that. I, I, white folk, especially white Jewish men. Yusuf Bissing, what's his new name? Most Def's new name. Real, like, uh, Yasmin, not, Bay. Yasmin, Yasmin, Yasmin Bay. Yasmin. Yasmin Bay. Um, yeah, man, they definitely, they definitely see him as that, and they was praising him. Listen here, Brandon. It was praising him for a shtick. You know, I always say black people did it first, right? But like, they're praising him for a shtick, like that social awkwardness, right? This is all the minstrel stuff, all the little physical comedy that he did, falling over these awkward situations where he's like, oh, oh, oh I it guess is, not. It right? is minstrel stuff, but I think it is. He, I will say there's probably a little bit of Larry David in him that he is that entity. It's like an over exaggeration of himself like the writing is like putting his brain and physicality of his like 120 pound soaking wet body in these situations so like i do want, i don't want to give him so much credit to say he completely just stole from black people when he's like actually is a weird awkward person that can only have those thoughts from a white privileged perspective i'm not saying he stole it from black people i'm just saying that whole i know but i'm saying like a lot of that, i'm saying but that's a lot of that physical comedy a lot of that physical comedy mm-hmm. does is like rooted in that mm-hmm. but the writing and intellectual comedy is very much from the perspective of a privileged white Jewish male. I agree. Hollywood, you know, elite. I agree. You know what I'm saying? You watch, like, you watch the first episode of Pharaoh versus Allen or Allen versus Pharaoh? I did. He, you see what he said? Talk about putting on the sunscreen. He said he left his hand in her butt cheeks. The fact that mo- I told Michelle, the fact that multiple people saw him tickle his daughter's vagina. With sunscreen, uh, that's guilty. That aside, the thumb thing, throw him in jail. He taught he, he taught this daughter, Dylan Farrell, oh my god, ha- to suck his thumb in a particular way, and then when he got called out about it, he said, "Oh, this is calm. This calms her. This is this is calming for her." And I said, "I don't know if it is because I have a child now, because I've always heard he's like, man, you if you don't have your children, you don't understand. Like now that I have a child." Like lock that motherfucker up for for, for teaching that little girl how to suck a fucking thumb, oh my his God. thumb for his oh my pleasure. God. Not and we haven't even got to the part about him. Oh, spoiler alert! Um, uh, him laying in the bed with underwear with the with his. I didn't even know. Okay, Rowan and Farrell, mm-hmm. the only living blood uh, biological child of Mia Farrell. The Hollywood actress um, and Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. I did not know who he was. I knew him as a journalist mm-hmm. for the New York Post or Times, or whatever. Like I knew him as like an op-ed person. He used to always come at Trump and stuff like that. And he's dating um, John Lovett from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. No, uh, that's Eugene Lefka. Um But. Uh, <laughs> No, you my John Lickers almost. Uh, I did not know Ronan Farrell used to be Satchel. He used to be Satchel. He is Satchel. He is Satchel. And to think like, you should have seen it coming. Woody Allen looks like a pervert, right? He looks like your your atypical child molester. I but I don't, I don't believe in. I don't want to like make. Bold proclamations over what somebody looks like. I try try not to do that because he does look like that. Yeah, like but a like, lot. 
But like, how, how many people look? How many famous people look bad? Like, look. How about this, Louis C.K. He looks like he master. He asks the girls to master his assistants to like masturbate so he can masturbate or undress. Like all the foul shit that he was accused of doing, he looks like that motherfucker. Yeah, but he's he seems like uh, deviant, perverted, not child molester, pervy. So he's like he's like uh, deviant, like 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 upskirt. Like I'm going to record women in the grocery store. He looks like voyeur, voyeur. He, he, he looks like poop on my chest type creep like step on my balls that's louis uh, that's the that, that's okay. the louis ck vibe I, I don't get that one as much but i, I understand that's the louis ck vibe what that looks but like the, but the but woody allen is straight up um snatch him in my van or like groom them <sighs> like uh hey hey kids i got some I got some candy over here here it's, okay this is my woody this is my woody say, allen. i would say this since I am, I'm gonna do the rest of the podcast like like, that's like Willie good. Allen. That's not that's not that's really that's I, not that bad. I, I, I do I do a very good Willie Woody Allen. I I, I tell people all the time. It's pretty pretty good. I tell people all the time. Pretty good. You get it? You know what I was doing? <laughs> you think that I can't do a good Woody Allen? What is? What? Do you see what I was doing? I was doing Larry David. Um, you was doing Woody Allen too? No, Larry David. Pretty, oh, pretty pretty. Good. I haven't watched enough of him. Is he Third Rock from the Sun? No, he's the um. 30 Rock. No, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. What, what is he famous from? That. He wrote Seinfeld. Did he? Yes. Oh, that's a show about nothing. <laughs> yes. Wiley's favorite television show. Hmm. Um, gosh, I was going to say something. It was, about, it was about Woody Allen. It was about... Oh, well... It was about, him. It was about, him. It was about how he... How he I, Sunscreen on her cheeks. <laughs> you know, how, just, much, how much Woody Allen have you seen? A good amount. This is pretty. Yeah, this is pretty. I've, I think I felt like I've only seen like Annie Hall and some other stuff. But uh, back to him being uh, a creepy person and inhuman being. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that. Okay. That. Okay. Yes, he deserves no, no, to this, die, and I hope he burns in hell. This. This is what I was trying to say about him. As someone who was born in 1990, I didn't understand the complexity of the accusations, and it was in like Mad TV or mm-hmm. or Mad Magazine, and all the references, cultural references that were all around us. I didn't really like completely understand it, and now that I find out that it wasn't, it's not really his stepdaughter, but it definitely was his stepdaughter. Definitely in a very was. blended family way that he was taking hustler style Polaroid pictures of Sunyi, his wife, as we speak today. Um, the level of honestly, and it was like just like this white privilege aspect of it yep. that won't get talked about in this documentary because yep. why would they right. talk about that? Right. Um, to them, this is the the ousting. How could it be white privilege? We're coming at him just like we came at Michael. Fuck out of here. No, but but I'm talking about specifically in his relationship, like the the manipulation of Sun Yi a, as a daughter of a broken family who's adopted, and and she, you know, like mm-hmm. that, all of that, like him being the person that's praying, playing, pay, uh, paying for these private jets, sending them on things, and like this provider in her first year in college, he got her busting it wide open for him, 
And uh, yeah, I just, I just can't. I, just I mean, and you know, he, in the documentary, he said he never wanted to have kids of his own, right? And you see why, right? Because he knew he, he was, was going creepy. to be. When he said he wanted a little girl so right? bad when she was pregnant, I was like, ugh. Well, he knew he he didn't tasted, you know, stepdaughter, Dylan. stepdaughter. He didn't taste his stepdaughter. Uh, I'm talking about the baby. I'm talking about the little girl, Dylan, that yeah, he was obsessed with. Well, I'm saying he done, he done. He see, he didn't want to have children of his own because he didn't know he was a monster. He didn't want to inflict his monstrosity on. Because if you're going to be look, I don't care what nobody say. Like we talk about geniuses, but we often like act like that craziness or that creativity doesn't come from some source of craziness. I am the most creative mother father you will ever meet, and I promise you, um, I have to talk myself down from like conspiracy theories that come up in my head here and there, right? But like Do you talk down you just yourself down from them? Very much so. So serious? the ones that hit the hit the lips, that hit the lid, those are flushed out? Uh everything's flushed out. I don't really I used to not have a brain to mouth filter. Stop. Now don't I really I very think flushed out. Don't do that. Cuz you always you often talk about how you say things to get corrected. Um so that that that's a mm-hmm. that, that that's a uh, that contradicts that. Um but I hear you and I feel you um, because I, I guess I just deem it like sociopathness. Like yeah. there's like a little Very bit of so. like a, a lack of empathy. I don't know if it's like a protection of myself. I I, th- I think I told Michelle I, fi- I finally realized that like when Grandma died, I was kind of just like numb to a lot of stuff. Like all right, this that was that was pretty much that was bad. She was really important, uh, more important than like people would ever know. And yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna get over that. Mm. It was one. Of, it was like a big. It was like a parent passing. Mm. When 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 grandma when grandma died. Yeah, Auntie Angie was that for me. By the time we really? got to grandma, I was numb already. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. But I think there's a little bit of like whatever type of things, childhood traumas or whatever shit happens like to make you an artiste or sick or something like that. Honestly, when I feel manic, I'm thinking I was like, I feel comfort in thinking like, oh, like I like. I'm trying not to use his name just because, you know, it's Black History Month. But, like, this, Jim Carrey probably felt this way at some point in time. Robin Williams felt like, the, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, the, the, the Chris Rocks of the world, like, Donald Glover, uh, Jordan Peele. You know, I'm sure at, the, at some point in time, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I see Lakeith Stanfield on Instagram. Like, he's crazy sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, and I love it. I love to, I love to be able to see and get a peek into that. But, like, I am very much afraid of like being myself in front of people but i've read something on instagram that's where you read shit at um uh basically it's like your fear of looking stupid is holding you back Mm. you know what i'm saying i think Mm. i i need to like really embrace that because i do think of myself as an artist but i am afraid that like the things that i think are funny or entertaining that i like to share with people just to give a glimpse you don't want to get canceled before you even get on though i don't believe that i know you don't believe in it but i'm saying but it's it's not a real thing there's a certain level of showing yourself but that's not what i'm afraid of i'm not afraid of other people's opinion of me i'm afraid of other people other letting other people know exactly what i do think is funny like like or what i think is is content worthy of their eyes because that just it feels kind of naked, like kind of uh, revealing. You know, I put a lot of my creative efforts into like corporate jobs where I can like hide my creativity behind pushing other people's agendas. When it comes to pushing my own agenda, I'm like, eh, I'm okay behind the camera. Mm-hmm. 
But I need, I need, I need. You do, you definitely do need to start getting your stuff out so you can get corrected as well. I'm, um, I was going to say, wrong. I was going to say, uh, Jim Carrey is one white man that I will be sad died. Jim Carrey is like my Robin Williams. I guess some mm-hmm. like how some people hold Robin Williams at such a high esteem. Yeah. Jim Carrey is definitely that for me, and his art is absolutely amazing. Have yeah. you? Se- you've got to see his art. I've s- you I say you've seen his art. Yeah. If you're listening to this, go look at Jim Carrey's art. It's it's crazy amazing. Um, I want to move on to Black Excellence. Some more Black Excellence. Um, Naomi, uh, Osaka, she uh beat Serena. She's uh heading to the to the thing thing to the. No, she already won it. She already won the Australian Open. She won the Australian Open. She won the Australian Open. She's cold as hell. Uh, Naomi Osaka. She uh, I watched the highlights for Serena Williams, which the whole match was supposed to be this black excellence thing. Uh, Serena, baby. I don't know. You don't care no more. No, 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 no. No, no don't no, say no, that. No. This is her first tour back. Right. She was injured during right. the prep. Right. She was injured. And she's and she had a child. And she had between our last her last up. time, as well, well, you can see it. But she still was she. No, I Naomi is a different type of beast. That's just yeah. the, the truth. Of it. Naomi is like this, like the way Tiger was seen as like this young person who was just like <laughs> ruthless and like locked in and was just like unbeatable in a very like real way, individualist in an individualized sport. Mm-hmm. Naomi's like like Kobe out there. Like she's like very much like. Ice in her veins type shit, which is good because she looked up to Serena. You I know what I mean? Bringing, like, I thought you were bringing Tiger in because she's also Blasian. Oh no, no no no! I thought that was funny, interesting uh, thing. They're not, it pissed me off. I'm looking her. I'm looking her up right now. Like I'm looking at the page, and they literally say she is a Japanese professional tennis player, right? Um, highest Asian player. Um, they have all this stuff and mention nothing about blackness. It's a shame. She's Japanese and she's Japanese and African American, but obviously that means Haitian American. Haitian American. Oh, really? Yes, so father. I love his her. name is Lin- Leonardo her Francisco. Her and Corday, her and Corday are my favorite new celebrity couple. Me too. Right now. I hope Not they a new do couple, well. But like, I, I do. I imagine them having like the silliest sex. <clears throat> I haven't imagined them having sex. But uh, I like silliest sex, they like them, like them laughing a lot, and him. Being him saying something uh, like maybe rapping in Japanese, and she GQ just uh, and like some hentai going. GQ just posted a, a video of them thirty questions. They do that stuff all the time uh, between each other. Um, Laura London and Nipsey Hussle did a version of it too, but I need to look at it because you know I just like to see them converse. You realize that everyone's kind of just like let conversate fly at this point in time. People stop. No one's correcting anyone anymore. I, I see actually it all over hear television. nothing but converse, and I really, yeah, I always on and it pisses me off. On reality, but that's the real one. I know. I like conversate. I don't know what to. I don't know what to say. I like conversate. It just it's like uh, it's got a double meaning. Sate meaning to soothe or to calm. It's convos like a, a word conversation that doesn't exist that, can't i guess it can't have a double meaning yes it can same. first of all and second of all do you know how many words didn't exist till somebody made them exist yeah but you know my the best example of that assassinate did you fucking know assassin and assassinate were created by shakespeare that was the first time the word was found was in his place i didn't know that that word specifically but i didn't know that he had a gang of them uh itches bills 
Bills is what we. I'm Michelle and I around the house. We're trying to substitute when we want to say the B word. Mm-hmm. Like he had a gang of them B words. Bill, Bill. Why'd y'all come up? Why'd y'all stop at Bill? Couldn't say bench. It's too close to bitch. Bill, Bill feels better because it's like it feels like a degrading of a of a of a of a. Of a <laughs> unfortunately, like a white guy's name. Like Bill. I got it. So reversing it, putting it on his head, B word is usually Man, these used by hip hop. Okay. Yeah. It's like Karen. Yes. It's like the Karen's and Bills. Karen's and Bills. Man. Always, always. Ooh, Bills my, ain't sh- shit, but. Yeah, Karen replacing his songs. Bills ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. I'm the baddest Bill. Talk about these K-pop bills. You did your research on it. Yeah. It's that time. Okay, and I will switch it to that. Um, I do want to say real quick, though, um, I don't say bills. I say Spencers. I call them Spencers because of Spencer. Oh, because he was a bitch? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 that. But just also just racist white men. I call them Spencers. Have you ever met a black Spencer? Hey, if you're a black Spencer listening to this podcast, comment or let us know, like rate and say, hey, I'm a black Spencer. I'm going to look you up too, fam. Don't try to lie to a nigga. Um, but I got a mask for you because you can be the first black Spencer I've ever known or met. I don't want to start calling white people shit, you know, your black name. Do you know how I have met in Who? New York? A black Zach. I know black Zachs. You know Black Zacks? Mm-hmm. I know like two Black Zacks. You're not counting the, the Black Power Ranger as one of them, are you? I am. Okay, you only know one thing. <laughs> you don't know two Black Zacks because one His of them. His name was Zach. He was black. <laughs> that counts. I brought him up because I was thinking there was like a false narrative that like those exist, but I did meet one. If if there's a famous Black Zack, then that it's counts as It's not famous if it, was, if it was created. Brandon, again, his it's name not, was Zach, but created. his name was Zach, though. It don't matter if it's created. It was a visual of a black person named Zach. It's fiction. Otherwise, you didn't have that. It was the first we black Zach you black know. We don't need black Zach. No. We don't need black Zachs. I mean, shout out to black Zach. Well, no, I like Zachary. The Zach. Zachary. What kind of lineage is that? Was it like somebody sitting around like, there's no Z-boy names. It was like surferish. Where, where's the Z-boy name? Zach. Hey, Zach, dude. No. No. You know a name I don't like? Hmm. I don't, and no offense to everyone listening, and no offense to all the people I know with this name, but I just it just feels bad in my mouth. Steve. Oh, Steve. that's so funny. Steve. Steve. I always say Steven. Steve. Steve. I always say Steven. Steve. Nine out of ten Stevens, Ooh. or nine out of ten Steves I know, real name is Steven. And I always like correct them. Be like, is your real name? Is your real name Steven? They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Because like, I'll, I'll, I'll say, hey, all right, Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve. Good to see you. You know when I don't like? Hi, Steve. Darrell. I'm just playing. Uh, it's funny. Duracell? I think it's pronounced Duracell. No, um, there's a, there was a, hold on real quick. I was on TikTok and it was an HR woman. And she was like, if your name sounds ghetto, uh, we won't, we, we're not going to hire you. 
I'm sorry, it is what it is. Like she just came out to admit to the discrimination that exists within HR. And this is a black woman too. She was like, she's gave, she said it, and then she started to give tips on what you should do if you have a ghetto quote unquote name. She said, if you have a middle name that ain't so flavorful, you know, if we can't, she said, if we can't pronounce it, you're not getting a job. She said, if you got an Isha, a Quan, or a L or L, whatever Isha on your name, you're not getting hired. I was like, that is absolutely was crazy. It was Where TikTok. Was this giving out? It was TikTok. It was a fake, so it was like. No, it was a, I mean, it was a black woman. Well, TikTok, it was a woman. Oh, but TikTok is just, that's a, it's a, TikTok is for the likes, so it's not, it's entertainment. It's not like factual. Okay. She said, uh, okay, I was thinking, right. I thought I was thinking like it was a video of somebody like a temp agency wilding out. And I, I didn't want to, I don't want to get into the K pop too quick. Brandon was talking about this transition that I wanted to go into. Um, well, it's that time, I mean, we, we're, we've, we're, we're coming up against it. You listen to K pop, Brandon? I do not. It's Neither like, do I. Uh, it's like one of those genres that I knew exist but know nothing about at the same time. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it either. But apparently, if you don't know what K-pop is, it's a Korean pop music for the most mu- for the most part. Um, and Koreans, if you don't know... What is pop music? Chuck Berry and Little Richard. But um, what you call it? It's normally associated with white people. But often, uh, pop charts were created when white people would appropriate black culture, um, black songs and redo them. Elvis Presley was known for doing this really tough. The Beatles were known for doing this really tough. Um, they even say talk about it in their book on how they uh, drew inspiration um, from unknown black artists. But Paul McCartney in his book said that uh, his band were the greatest plagiarists uh, ever to do it. So, um, you know, I got to look that up. Go ahead. Uh, uh, that's some quotes I remember distinctly because they're so impactful. Um, but K-pop um, is very popular in Korea, South Korea, um, and it draws a lot from black culture. And you say, well, how is it drawing from black culture, Lance? Well, cornrows are a big thing there. Um uh, cornrows, braids, dreadlocks, right? A uh, whole bunch of hairstyles that are absolutely not indigenous to the Korean people whatsoever. Not only um, are they uh, kind of taking the fashion, the hairstyles, and so on and so forth, um, but the music styles. Uh, a lot of K-pop artists come out and say that they are heavily influenced by hip-hop and by black American culture. Um, but there was even a record exec from uh, the K-pop uh, scene that said if they didn't take black popular culture they wouldn't have they wouldn't be able to make music um, or they wouldn't be able to be as as popular as they are so um, I just wanted to speak to that a little bit I wanted to speak to like there's anti-blackness all right the the term is anti-blackness if you all don't know um, what that means that's basically just anything or uh, any negativity that's geared towards 
blackness, right? Anti-blackness, not pro-blackness, anti-blackness. And anti-blackness runs in all cultures. It runs in the black culture, it runs in uh, white cultures, whether it be Irish cultures, English cultures, Italian cultures, German cultures. Um, But there's an anti-blackness. When we talk about anti-blackness, we're talking about like American blackness specifically, like uh, when people are making fun and doing menstrual stuff, especially in South Korea, South Korea, that's another thing. I watched this whole Brandon. I was like sitting here. I was like, I'm going to talk about this on a podcast, but I was like, let me research. Let me make sure that I know what I'm talking about. And I watched this like lecture series of uh, these Asians. It was like a Zoom call, but they were talking about racial equity and anti-blackness within the Korean culture. And they were talking about how a lot of them were affluent. It was like professors from Harvard, professors from like Michigan University and so on and so forth. And they were talking about how the second generation is more kind of acquiescent to it, but that first uh, integration they um so koreans if you didn't know weren't allowed into the country until like 65 maybe like 1965 that's when like um they were allowed to start coming in korea south korea koreans were only allowed in korea oh no i'm sorry in in the united states oh Koreans just started getting admitted to the United States like okay. 60 years ago or so, something like that. Um, and because of that, you saw like a heavy or um, their immigrants are very much so came for the American dream. You know, we were here to we're here to work and so on and so forth. But they were given liquor stores and they could only buy liquor stores or any store, grocery stores, whatever, in black communities, right? So the panel was talking about how not only, like, when they first came over here, okay, like, besides of the colorism that exists in Korea, and y'all can look that up separately, there's a colorism. Uh, the folks from the hill are seen, looked at hills, and when I say folks from the hills, those are, like, the darker Asians in Korea are looked down upon. Um, when you go to Korea, they want you to... If you're fair-skinned, they think you should wear, you know, hold an umbrella, make sure the sun doesn't get to your skin and make you dark. There's a colorism that exists in Korea already. But when they came over to America, they were being allowed to purchase these businesses in these red-lined areas. Um, so a lot of the hatred, right, beauty supply shops and everything else, and there was a lot of there was a lot of resentment um, from the black community because they saw it as another foreign occupier coming in to usurp or excuse me um, take the money out of the hood and you know take it to their suburbs so like uh, when the Watts riots happened um, if you all don't know what the Watts riots the Watts riots happened around the time Rodney King got beat there was a lot of tension Um, the officers that beat Rodney King were declared not guilty and no charges were brought to them and there was a quote-unquote riot it was really just black people were angry whatever so but that was southern california right they were so not only were they found not guilty but a black girl was also shot by an asian store clerk um in the back they they found her um shot in the back and that caused a lot of uproar to the point where uh blacks in watts were targeting asian uh stores those sentiments are still held within the Asian community, or excuse me, the Korean community. And I'm getting this all from the panel. Um, I'll drop the link or share the link with y'all in the um, in one of the maybe the YouTube page. But uh, they were talking about how like their parents, 
they think the worst of black people because they see the worst of black people, right? They only see them when they're at the liquor store. They only see them uh, beauty salon. They only see them. That's when, all the worst of black people? No, but that's like, you think about, again, when we think about uh, ghettos, and when I say ghetto, I'm talking about a government-sanctioned area that was redlined and made redlined for private, public, and government interests. So ghettos, when we, when you put and you have your business inside the ghetto, you also get the problems that come with the ghetto, right? So that self-medication in alcoholism, and that alcoholism leads to vagrancy, right? It leads to... Um, when it's impoverished and you're a, there's a desperate aspect to the people in the community, uh, you're a Korean, you own the store, you're not going to give me a job, I need some money, I'm going to rob your store. So there's like these occurrences that happen that paint a negative picture of black people, which then kind of... Were, were you saying that example as if it was reality or... I'm saying this example that's what from... what the Korean people think. This is what the Korean people were saying on the panel. It was talking about how their parents can tell you these stories of being robbed or these stories of belligerent black people coming into their liquor store. And it's funny that they kept on the panel that that's what they were saying. They were talking about how their parents came, worked hard and like had these white collar jobs so that they could be the doctors and lawyers that they are sitting on a panel talking about racial equity and anti-blackness within the Korean community. Right. It was like they were talking about and they this grew up in the hood. and they grew right, right, right. No, no, they didn't grow up in the hood. They worked in the hood and then took their money out to the suburbs. See, that's the thing. That's what they kept. That's what the panel kept reiterating that, like. It was really refreshing, too. They were kind of acknowledging the black people's frustration and that I thought you were shitting on these people. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Uh, quite the opposite. I'm, I, I'm praising that panel, really. That, that, that panel was a great discussion on uh, the anti-blackness that kind of already exists in Korean and Asian societies in general, right? If you look up um, like different stories of black people who live in China and all this other stuff, there's this guy I follow on TikTok. He teaches in China, and he was telling like how to watch out for like racist things that Asian people do or he would like say the different ways Asian people kind of react to exude racism right but what is what's that through k-pop um k-pop is also a because k-pop appropriates black culture and they are also but they're but oh I meant to say that yeah it's one thing to appropriate black culture, but then also you have this culture of anti-blackness, which makes the appropriation even worse. So it's one thing to exalt or uh, the highest form of flattery is imitation. It's, you know, it's one thing to imitate black culture. It's another thing to still be doing menstrual things. So they, they like do blackface in Korea. They're, it's regular. Um, I was watching a, a black girl give her like take on living in Korea. It's regular to see Koreans in blackface with the red lips and the really dark skin doing goofy kind of physical humor, right? Um, they have like racial slurs for black people. They like, um, they still, they, she said like, they still, it, she said it was, it, the girl was from Las Vegas. She said it reminded her of the racism in the States in that she can't talk to them without 
is having being felt like she's inferior. Like she said, the only time she's seen or praised is when she's in a dance club. And she said Koreans will, will try to come up to her and dance next to her to seem cool with their friends. Um, she said, and being a model or like, she was like talking about the kids. Like, oh, they. She said that like a common thing is that they think Africans are stronger and more suited to work. It's like all these scientific racism that we saw in the early 1900s of America. Korea is just now like we're not even just now, but has cemented it. And the panel, <clears throat> the panel was also talking about how Korea is a war-occupied space. Right? They've been going through wars all the time and the racism that came with America infiltrated their society as well. So when the soldiers came, you, if you see, if you're South Korean, you see these white soldiers as the saviors, then you know that whiteness is the... Well, yeah, I, th I was going to say that all this sounds like uh, an example. I, I know for a fact that Korean... Yes, Koreans uh, idolize uh, American culture. The younger people, younger Koreans, idolize uh, American culture. Levi's and all the stuff like that. And in idolization of American culture is this putting whiteness on a pedestal. Yep. So I don't necessarily blame Koreans for this as much as I blame the systemic racism that is white supremacy. The well, I was saying like the Imperialism. glitter. No, I was going to say white supremacy that is the glitter that is littered in the American dream. Like mm -hmm. like they, they want that version of it. That's why they keep their skin pale and things like that. So I, I, I just think of it as them monkey see, monkey doing versus Terrible like word getting, choice. being creative. Um, being creative in, in how they're appropriating. They're just... They're just doing what white people have done for years. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Um, also, I wanted to address. We got 15 minutes left, y'all. We're going to wrap it up um, with thoughts and prayers. If you have. Oh, we got 15 minutes left. Did you have some other stuff? I got. Yeah. Um, we're coming up on two hours on my phone since our start. A lot of that wasn't. Uh, going to be in. Yeah, but continue. Yeah. I mean, still just. To, but anyway, um, I wanted to address. Uh, you know who you are, and thank you for your comment. I am taking the time to explain. So somebody, it got to me that um, somebody was listening to the podcast, a white woman, and she was like, why, why does it always come back to race? Like, why is it always a race thing with Lance? Like, why is he always bringing it back to race? And I'm taking this time to explain to you, all right? It comes back to race because everything comes back to race. Everything, everything, everything. Every social inequality you see in America is founded in racism. And to ignore it or to uh, not acknowledge it is to be a, pro a part of the problem and be complicit to the dangers of white supremacy. So just in a short like justification... I, I am I, I if you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be able to unsee all the ties to to race that America is founded on, and that's why all my things come back to it. So I wanted to address that. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, I completely, I completely agree with you. Um, but I do want to flip the narrative on victimhood within race. I completely agree with you. I think everything is kind of boils down to to race. Lance thinks he can drink some of my water. Um, I don't think that's race related. One of the few things. Uh, but. Yes, all of it boils down to race, but I don't think it is the uh, end. It can be the beginning of every sentence and conversation, but I don't think it's the end of it. Like, I, I don't think, like, it's like, it's what it is, and it's how it is, and it's what it is. Like, I, I do think that there is some uh, individual living and experiencing and uh, gravitas and, and, and being brave and, and being black in specific instances uh, Tiffany Cross, I mentioned her earlier on, she talked about how corporate America, you know, white people, all this stuff, like they use the terms diversity to make themselves feel better about things because they want black faces to make themselves feel more comfortable in what they're doing with inclusion and different things like that. But they're still afraid of black voices mm -hmm. because as soon as they think that there's a, a, one of the good ones is, is around and then they start saying things that are consistent with the black narrative of oppressed people. Some something that 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 lady probably thought of you and is like, why is it always about about race uh, with him? Um, they get scared and they they just want the the face to be be more of a, a silent, smiling, clapping, waving, and things like that. And that's it is the reality for some black people in America, but it's not for the majority. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's not how we grow as a as a as as humanity. We don't grow, like you said. The conversation doesn't stop, and you got further in the conversation than most people get. It's one we start the conversation with race, then we forget about it and try to pretend like, oh, well, that was at the beginning of the conversation. Come on, we're already at the second period, right? You know, we're already in the middle of the paragraph, but then it ends with race, and they're like, oh, okay. Now, you're always talking about race. We, we, we were talking about at the beginning. Why is this so old? Why are you bringing it back up? But we have to acknowledge it so that we can move to a place where race just stops being in the sentence. But it's going to take a minute. So, you think that's your, that's your end goal is to remove race from the sentence in this analogy? Because I don't think it ever will be. We just, we just talked to earlier to Michelle about how we think that Carter's children's children whatever is going are going to experience are going to be aware cognitively of white privilege and their skin tone mm -hmm. and the, the amb ambiguousness of my son uh like that's all a, a part light-skinnedness mm -hmm. and things like that passing and things mm -hmm. like that like i do you I, I i say all that to say do you actually think that or is your goal specifically to to remove race from any it's of not my goal because i i won't be alive to see any of this but um i it's my prediction hopefully you'll look back at this digitally and see but um, my prediction is that artificial intelligence or machines will end up becoming so prevalent and there will be like this internal struggle between humanity and mechanicity or you know mechanical uh beings and that is when race will disappear. I've always said that, like, it's going to take aliens to come for us to get over the racial constructs that we've created for ourselves. And I believe, now you you're know, flipping it either to way. robots. Yeah, I'm flipping. Robots are more realistic. I mean, 
I know there's aliens. I do, I do believe in aliens. Did, but bro, did you hear about New Mexico? This was in the news yesterday. The airplane pilot that saw a UFO? Reported yeah. at seeing it UFOs, and the FBI stepped in and said, yep, we're on it. Any other questions, send them to us. You seen uh, Chicago, they sent a, a robot dog. You seen these robot dogs that Boston Dynamic is making? Yeah. And they're making robot people, robot dogs, yeah. and everything. So they actually... I, I don't I don't know if this is the first time, but they actually sent one into an apartment building. Um, it was either New York or Chicago recently, and I was like, I reposted on Facebook like, and, and it starts. It's hashtag Skynet, like, you know that is the that's why I'm switching to robots because yes, aliens exist, but when it comes to like a conflict to where humanity adjoins humanity, I feel like robots is gonna bring that smoke way before aliens do. Fear mongering. It's not a fear mongering. You got to be prepared is. for things. What are you talking what about? It's chess. You're not. You're not seriously afraid of. You're not seriously afraid of robots. Only because I know that I will no, be no, dead no, no, before no. that it matters. No, I'll say and for have my children, a I'm laptop and a and a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. Like all types not. of technology. Again. I won't be alive when this is a problem, so I'm not scared for myself, but I am definitely so scared for other kids. You're trying to push the narrative on a on a subject that will be obsolete by the time robots kill us, race. It won't be obsolete, but it will fall away. Like human but race. Do you not now It'll be human you race. You don't see your efforts like kind of being moot? No. Not at all. What to warn people it's about just, the intelligence? I'm just saying, if you're if you're focusing on like uh, eradicating race from the conversation in the sentence again, I'm not life. focused on that. I'm saying that's the prediction that race will be eradicated from our lexicon when we once we evolve. Well, I, was, I was asking you what your goal was originally. I mean, I don't have I don't have goals. Like in, in, what do you mean? I don't have a goal. In pushing the narrative of the importance of race is the Beginning and end of the sentence, I'm asking, what is your, what's your end goal? Oh, I mean, restitution. Uh, I was telling Michelle this, that, like, there are a lot of oppressed people, and me being a heterosexual black man, those just so happen to be the politics that I kind of champion or vindicate, not vindicate, advocate for, but... You know, that, so those are my goals, like to get some restitution for black people to my focus is on black people and the construct. Not not like tearing away. Eh, maybe my maybe that is my goal. Brandon. I mean, I don't have a specific goal. It's never I never really like I was have a specific about, about goal on it because that, that is important. If you getting your why defined kind of just. Unmoneys I mean, all the waters. My my why is definitely for restitution, black rest, restitution. Like I need I need either y'all come back to the starting line, and we let's start this race again, or y'all stop running, and y'all just stop running for a few okay. hundred years. Both of, you get you. Okay. I'm yeah. Not, I don't want to shit on your dreams. Both those sound. That don't sound realistic. I can tell you how they could be practical, but I don't want to take up time. Okay. How they can be practical and in, in their be the we'll save it for the, the next episode of, of 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 the instances, two very separate things. Uh, thoughts and prayers. 
uh, T's and P's to anyone who is uh, set through this podcast. <laughs> um, oh God! Good, good, good luck. Um, uh, we'll be back at it again uh, next week. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Texas still. Yeah, definitely uh, still. People uh, are. I think a lot of people talking about the marginalized people. People with means are doing okay and doing fine and and and, and getting creative in how they are showering, eating. Um, existing without power um, and then people without are going without um, mm-hmm. and they've been going without for days at this point in time uh, from the the winter weather storm that hit us uh, last week so yeah thoughts and prayers uh, thoughts and prayers to, to them uh, thoughts and prayers to February we're coming to an end of this uh, roller coaster that is Black History Month every time it's very very um, eventful. Mm-hmm. I feel like February is constantly eventful. In 2021, the memes have already started. It's it's a motherfucker. So thoughts and prayers to uh, to people out here just trying to get by and um, you know make it to the next day. Because every day every day is a blessing. Man, and some of us did not get to see the next day. That's why my thoughts and prayers go to the Fort Wayne uh, young men, Joshua Cooper and Anderson Reddick. Both of them were 19 years old. And after getting into a small disagreement with a white nationalist in, uh, uh, okay, I'm not going to say he's a white nationalist yet. Um, You just did. I did, but everything I'm saying is factual other than the white. I don't, we don't know if he's a white nationalist yet, but um, both Joshua Cooper, Anderson Riddick, who were cousins, and their third cousin, Jalen Rice, um, he was 20 years old. They were all fired upon while sitting outside their guest, or after having that um, verbal confrontation. Uh, the suspect, Broussard, I'm not going to say his full name because fuck him, uh, went to his car and uh, unloaded on their car as they drove away making sure that he killed um joshua cooper the driver and anderson riddick um the car crashed and they're dead he walked up like the car was trying to pull off and he was like walking next to it firing in the pet the this happened in fort wayne indiana fort wayne indiana so thoughts and prayers to them um we'll see how this goes out uh, I imagine after this the it's happened on Tuesday, last Tuesday, uh, February twenty third, or this Damn. Tuesday? No, last Tuesday. I think the story came out uh, no, this Tuesday. Um, and th- you know that's just uh, I think the precedent with the Maude Arbery um, case is just kind of being set more and more. And there are angry white folk out here, um, you know, not taking not taking no guff. I got another one, so go ahead with yours. You, got another, you don't got another thoughts and prayers? All right, another thoughts and prayers. Um, it keeps happening, y'all. What, what are we supposed to do? What do y'all want us to do? I mean, every day we wake up to another black person killed, um, either by a vigilante or a vigilante in a badge. So thoughts and prayers to the family of Kurt Reinhold. Kurt Reinhold was a, um, or, yeah, it is so jarring that I have to say was because the brother is dead. Um, 
but he was shot and killed by police after a struggle. Um, they tried to stop him for jaywalking. Before they approached him, one of the officers said, it's a controlled situation. We don't have to stop him. Um, but they did it anyway. Uh, the same rhetoric. They said that he reached for his gun and two shots. And uh, um, Mr. Reinhold was killed um, for jaywalking. So this happened in September. The video just came out this week. And that's why we're hearing about it. So my thoughts and prayers to those folk. Um, I don't know how to say it. Defund the police. Abolish the police. Um, it's not just black people. They're doing this, too. They're killing white people, too. But uh, we're less of the population, so it hits just a little different. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry to end on that note, you guys. I'm fucked up about it, so I think you should be fucked up about it, too. Uh, enjoy yeah, your you, week. You, you transfer. Wait uh, to... You gave you uh transferred that energy okay. out and and rightfully so. It's energy that uh that we share all the time. I I I was thinking about my time at Barstool when Ahmad Aubrey was publicly lynched. I was on the phone with one of my just white boss lady head of production or whatever and I was talking to her about how Willie and I were going to handle it and how we were going to talk about it and what I could say and what I couldn't say. And the conversation just didn't... I was trying to get a course of action down for when this happens because with the voice that I had there, I was I was always gearing myself up to talk about it. And I wanted to make sure that I was hitting all whatever protocol things. And at that point in time, I think I was when I realized that this place isn't set up to cover these stories. Mm -hmm. And even if they have a black face here, the black voice is needs some uh, needs an editor. Mm. You know, um, mm. a white editor usually. It's crazy. Um, so yes, yeah, so I, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, so I. I, I yeah, unfortunately, like I, Michael Smith was talking about it on Brother from Another, George Floyd was like, don't, don't let, don't let it get, don't, don't get it twisted, and don't let certain people get it twisted in your own minds. George Floyd was just another black man killed by police, and not to marginalize that but or to lessen, to it. lessen it but to 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 put it in your minds of how you think of it how there was no there's no post society after george floyd there's just another public example of uh the police brutality and, and and the the lack of care of lives for black lives um in this country so yeah we're 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 still going still, still going. going yeah we're speaking of going um my mom asked me hello how are you doing and i think somebody hacked her so i'm about to call her phone because she shouldn't be writing me at 2 a.m she's up she, she, she don't go to bed she don't go to like three she go to bed at, at noon or she wake up at, at like noon i think 
She's on that uh, retired life. But anyways. Bye-bye. Oh.